If you want to know how to build a community online, this episode is for you. Jimmy Sharnock from Fashion Brand Represent tells us how he has grown an absolutely loyal and fierce community for essentially a clothing brand. Tune in, there are so many top tips in this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Anything Is Possible podcast. It is a different episode today because we are at Make Events HQ, House of Make, with a live studio audience. We have Jimmy Sharnock, who is community manager for the fashion brand Represent. So I'm just going to kick off because if you haven't heard of Represent, what the hell are you doing? And Jimmy is just going to tell us who and what Represent is. Uh, Represent is a luxury streetwear brand from Manchester. Uh, it's two brothers started it called Mike and George. So the reason that we were super keen to have Jimmy um, on the podcast is that a lot of our listeners will have their own businesses, be wanting to start their own businesses and growing communities on social media across various channels. And that is what Rep have um, managed to do so amazingly in terms of Rep as a fashion brand and then the founders, which we'll talk about, George and Michael, who are brothers. So you guys listening now know we're talking to a high-end fashion brand, where it stopped, how it was started. So I think what's going to be a massive interest really is the journey of the community of rep and having been involved in some of your community events i know what <laughs> diehard fans you've got but let's start at the beginning because you've been at rep how long now um a year tomorrow actually right so let's start before that so we, it was an e-commerce brand so i guess the community was built online mm-hmm. so 10 years ago same age as make events um how was that community built from like the be- its beginnings how did george and michael build that community from scratch, essentially. From scratch. So it was, we always say that the quality of the garments is, once you're in it, you don't get out of it. You start buying more and more and more and more. But what set, set them apart back then was George and Mike would be accessible. So they'd be at trade shows. Um, instead of just sending like a head of sale or something, they'd be there. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, if you DM them, you'd get a response. A lot of it is obviously, because it's an online brand, it'll be about fit. Yeah. Uh, when things are dropping, is this going to restock? Yeah. And they would be on the phones whenever they could, replying to people. So people connected to the people rather than the brand. Ah, right, okay. And then in 2015, what really kick-started it, so three or four years after they started, was yeah. a Facebook group okay. called Represent Talk, which was set up by fans. Um, so obviously a few hundred people got in that, and they'd just post fit pictures, they'd ask does this outfit go with this piece or whatever and they would ask each other the questions that they might ask George and Mike so does anyone know when this is restocking etc etc that just kept ticking over and then it kind of Is that usual for fashion brand for that to happen? Because I know with football Mm. it does can't they people set up um, kind of community groups, is that usual in the fashion industry? It is but not to the degree that we've got, mainly it's like a buying and selling thing. Yeah. So like we are a similar size to the Yeezy buying and sell group. Yeah. But when you're in the Yeezy buying and sell group, it's just buying and selling. Right. And then then as the trajectory of the brand went, so did obviously that. Um, So it was just more enthusiastic people. So these people have gone out of the way to look on social media for another way to connect with represent. Right. So instead of just liking Mike and George's pictures or represent, they wanted to speak to other people 
who wore it as well. Yeah. And again, it's that once you get in it, yeah, you'd love it. And how would they have found each other then? Would they have just been like on Facebook searching for represent, like, or would would? Because I guess the guys that started it weren't doing that to make any money, so they weren't no, like no. doing sponsored ads or pushing it out. So, no. did they just kind of find each other in this sort of Facebook community? Yeah. So once I I found it before I started, I found ah, it in like right. 2019. Okay. I can't remember what I was doing, but I just searched represent on Facebook. Yeah. So the top result would be the official brand page. Yeah. The second one would be, it's called Represent Talk UK yeah. EU Worldwide. And how many people were in the group when you joined it? Um, so when I joined, I think it was late 2019, and I want to say there was seven or 8,000. Wow. And now there's 14,000. Wow. So this, so basically at that time, up to like 2019, you've got this Facebook community that's just growing and growing. And then what would George and Michael, like what channels would they across in terms of represent as a brand rather than their personal brands, because we'll get to that in a minute. So represent what I see them come up. They're always on my sponsored ads on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Is that the main social So those channels? those two have and probably will always be our main channels. Yeah. LinkedIn's very recent, both yeah. for represent and George. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is, again, more recent, but George's personal Twitter does better than yeah. represent because yeah. people want yeah. a personal connection. Um, and TikTok, we have just scratching what we can do that makes me feel better jimmy i yeah. feel like i'm so behind the times with that so that makes me we feel are okay. a little bit <laughs> so um they're pushing out represent on these channels and you were saying that george was literally doing all of this up to quite recently so he was yeah. he was creating the content was he for yeah so they got a content team harry ben and jimmy so harry would follow george if they went on shoots and stuff but george would be directing what the concept would be how it yeah. looked george is very consistent on how things look yeah because because we're e-commerce and you can go into stores now and touch us a bit more yeah but in the day it was that was the most important thing because yeah. to get it in hand you have to buy it yeah because we're online um, do you want to describe them as characters because they are unique characters aren't they having they met are. them <laughs> so it's funny because i know them outside of instagram yeah. or whatever they are just normal guys but yeah. um I'd say two or three years ago, they started really concentrating on themselves yeah. and lifestyle, fitness, that kind of thing. Yeah. So a lot of their personals now are gym, yeah. um, eating habits. George has been posting his mango all the time. <laughs> he loves it. Uh, and they're very dedicated. Once they get something in their mind, that is what they're doing. Yeah. So they built, represent the brand. And then because of the way they were living their life, they created, it's still in the represent brand, but it's called 247, Yeah. which is their lifestyle brand. So we yeah. do... Uh, fitness apparel, hiking, running. Yeah. We're working on a trainer. We need to do. That's the last thing I think we're missing. Yeah. Uh, but that's more the passion project. Yeah. Represent mainline owners club. Everything you see everywhere. Yeah. Is the real money. Yeah. Um, and two four seven will get there, but it's really George and Mike's passion. Do you think it was a conscious decision that Michael and George started posting what they do because, in a way, they live and breathe the brand, don't like like mm -hmm. you see them. They're both dressed in rep. Um, two four seven is like the fitness apparel brand which George is like wearing every morning and everything and he posts his workouts was that conscious or was it just a case of like that's what they're doing anyway and they just post about it I think it was all natural yeah the reason represent has the community it's got and the growth it's got yeah is because it's true to it's still true to George and Mike to yeah. this day yeah so for example in rep talk the community 
we have a lot of people talking about they want our graphics to come back so we grew up yeah we blew up with graphic t-shirts in lockdown and then we've kind of gone off that and when you say graphic is that the ones with like the drawings on and stuff like you had all like the rock things and stuff yeah so that was because mike was uh he was going to la picking up vintage rock tees that was inspiring him and now it's kind of not as much anymore so he's changed into more minimalistic graphics yeah so you might say commercially, if we went back to that, we'd make more money. Yeah. But it's not what Mike is at the minute. Yeah. It's the same with 247. We, yeah. A lot of focus is going on 247 because that's who they are. Yeah. So I think everything they post out is organic to them. Yeah. George always talks about the story of 247. Yeah. Was he wanted a functional pant that he could wear everywhere. Yeah. 24-7. pant. No, so we've just released oh. cargo pants, but oh, these right. are just okay. 247 pants. Okay. okay, so hopefully that's given you a really good taste of rep as a brand and the people that started it. What I'm super interested in, and it is a real like story of anything is possible, is you were like an obsessed customer. Like mm-hmm. I am with Barry's Bootcamp, <laughs> which I always talk about. Like you were a mega rep customer. Now, yeah. without talking like too many pounds and pence, or pounds really, Jimmy, like how many garments were you buying a month from rep, let's say? Oh, God. I've never actually thought about that. And if my girlfriend's watching, which she will be, <laughs> I'll split it. I'll like half it. Yeah. Uh, this I is actually, what we do. This is what <laughs> girls do. <laughs> uh, when I came into the business, I have, obviously have access to everyone's profile. So I went on mine. And I think in a year, I'd spent two and a half grand on rep. So um, George was the year above me at school, went to the same school. Oh, okay. And Stefan, who's the... Chief Digital Officer was yeah. in my year. I've known him for years. Yeah. So originally, when they first started, it wasn't actually what I liked. Yeah. There's a lot of scoop necks, like long tunic t-shirts, yeah. and I was like, nope, that's not. Yeah. Me. Uh, and I was uh, one of the people who jumped in on the graphics. Yeah. So when Mike was doing the rock graphics, that was like all me. They did like an Ozzy Osbourne collab, Motorhead yeah. collab. So I was all over that. So you've become like a, a like a really like loyal customer and you've got a bit of an attachment to the brand story because you know the lads etc at what point did you start to think i'm going to work for them <laughs> <laughs> i guess it was as i was fully getting into rep and i joined rep talk yeah the facebook community right, yeah um i was like i'd always thought it'd be cool because yeah. like the brand's growing it's crazy i know some people that Okay, so before we go into like what you do now, what do you love so much about customer experience? Like I'm customer obsessed, but I'd love to know how you view it. I think I just love people. Yeah. I love interactions, I always have. So working in hospitality. Yeah. I always like being on the bar because you talk to people. Yeah. I think it's from my mum to be fair. Yeah. She loves it as well. Yeah. She's always taught me to just give people the effort that you would like to get put into you. Oh, that's a nice, and, that's a nice yeah. quote, Jimmy. We'll have that one. <laughs> and I don't, it's not work. I just yeah. chat to people, really. Yeah. I think when, when I was actually asked, like, strengths and weaknesses, you always get asked that yeah, in interviews yeah. or whatever. And it's not an arrogant... I don't think it's arrogant yeah. to say it. My strength is me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm amazingly intelligent. I don't think I'm organised. I don't think... I don't know. But I feel like I enjoy putting effort into getting to know yeah. people. That would be my strength. So custom service just made sense. That's so funny, because I was, when I was, like thinking what I wanted to do with a career I was like I mean I'm good at talking to people I love like putting on parties and doing things for people and I was like well surely there's a job doing that do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean <laughs> I was I was stuck for so long yeah like, I was I was in hospitality hospitality is an amazing amazing industry yeah and there is careers and you can make yeah. really good money but when I would I was in it I was thinking I don't 
I like it, but I don't think it's for me long-term. Yeah. But I don't know what is yeah. for the long-term. And then, yeah, this just... It's like, fits you like a glove. Mm, came yeah. out of nowhere, really. So you joined this time last year. So tell us about the journey of the last 12 months. And, you know, I know we talked about, like, reps properly popped off since lockdown, but even more. I don't know if I'm noticing it more because we're working with you guys, but tell us what the last 12 months has been like. How have you created this role and what have you done? <laughs> uh, it's been crazy. Yeah. So we, this year we are on target and we are actually a little bit ahead of target yeah. of doubling last year wow. in revenue. Wow. And that was double the year before. So it's Insane. a little bit crazy. So we actually came in. This is classic rep planning, this. Yeah. <laughs> they got a brand new customer service team three weeks before Black Friday last year. Oh, right, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um, and rep Black Friday is crazy. You'll see oh, this year that yeah. now you're involved with us. Yeah. So we we don't do many sales. We do two Vault events, they're called. So we bring back old stock. Yeah. Do exclusive pieces. We do two of those a year and Black Friday. Yeah. And they're the only time we ever put our... Um, products on sale and people know now that it's like yeah worth it so my first three weeks were like oh yeah black friday is going to be crazy and everyone just said that yeah but you, you don't really understand yeah until you are on live chat at half five in the morning in a premier inn to a guy in taiwan <laughs> asking how long is his hoodie going to take to ship oh wow and me in the nicest way possible saying i've not got a clue mate i'm yeah. sorry so my day-to-day -day is like customer service manager. So yeah. any escalations, um, boring stuff like fraud. Yeah. Because like, it's an e-commerce business. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dodgy activities. So I manage that and work with uh, security partners. Um, we work with Klarna, Afterpay and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah. you need to make sure they're happy because yeah. they give us money as well. Um, and then the community kind of... So I'd said in my interview that I'm going to go into rep talk and kind of engage yeah. with... yeah everyone and it was it wasn't really in a community aspect at first it was just like these people are annoyed they love the brand because they've gone out of their way to find yeah. it but they're a bit annoyed at the minute so i'm just going to make sure yeah. they're not annoyed anymore and that was kind of it and that's how i sold it and that's how i did it in the first few weeks and then even on the outside looking in at like rep and the customers and how much they love it yeah. and the community you still don't really understand how crazy it is and how passionate these people are yeah. about at the end of the day just clothes yeah but they love it why do you think that is it's mike and george people yeah. are attached to them and then yeah they believe their vision etc etc so the first obviously two months was black friday and the fallout of it so it was pure customer service yeah. and i just posted in reptart like we've done a record amount of orders things might be delayed that yeah. kind of stuff and then once we got a bit of a breather in like january february Anything I'd post would get quite a lot of engagements just because I worked there. Yeah. And people would want to know like what went on day to day, what I was wearing. I was like, why do you care what I'm wearing? <laughs> um, and then I don't. I just started having a bit of fun with it. So I was saying to the guys that I feel comfortable pretty much immediately wherever I am. Yeah. Hence the posture. <laughs> uh, so I just went on uh, rep talk and just, like started having fun, like running competitions. Yeah. Giving stuff away. Yeah. Um. It was like members of my team were like, are you allowed to give stuff away? Yeah. I was like, don't know, we'll find out. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're on several platforms now. So once they knew I was in the brand, I was yeah. sticking around, I cared about them. They invited me to a WhatsApp group. Yeah. That's got like oh, wow. 200 people in it. Wow. God, that must be busy. Yeah. So there is 
a WhatsApp group of 200 people in it. Yeah. There's a WhatsApp group of the most active members of that, yeah. where there's 80 people in it. Yeah. There's a WhatsApp group of people who play games and love reps, so that's yeah. 30 people. Um, there's a Discord with a couple of hundred people in it. There's now a Reddit. So I'm in all these things. Yeah. So my day-to-day turned into more just talking. Yeah. When you boil it down, it's just yeah. talking. Yeah. But um, again, people would ask me for sneak peeks. They would ask me yeah. when stuff's restocking, anything like that. And then the real community aspect was built around the people instead of the brand. Right. So there is, there's 14,000 people in the group. It's probably about 500 of them that I would recognise the names of. Right. So that's from ordering, that's from yeah. emailing me. Yeah. Uh, that's from posting on LinkedIn or etc. Yeah. There's probably 200 of those who I probably know roughly where they live and what kind of things they buy. Yeah. Whether they like 247, Owners Club, yeah. graphics or whatever. And then of that, there's probably about 100 people who I speak to daily. Yeah. And I'll know if they're seeing someone, what the job is, if they've got exams coming up. Yeah. If they're skint because they bought too much rep. Yeah. Um, what their Xbox gamer tag is. Yeah. That's my commitment to the business is my time yes. rather than my skill. Yeah. So my missus hates it. <laughs> Every night I'm on WhatsApp. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. excuse the pun of 247, but <laughs> is it 247? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how like how do you manage the rest of your life with having to be so... The answer is I don't, really. <laughs> and what motivates you? Again, just people. Like, yeah. I love it. Like, these people are now my friends. I would call some of them friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were laughing the other day when I was at... The, we did an in-person pop-up, I imagine we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But basically, I was offline for eight hours. Yeah. And there was 1,100 messages in one of the groups. Oh, wow. So then when I got in from travelling up from London at 2am, I read all of that. And people know if I've been offline because there'll be 10 replies from me. Yeah. You know, on WhatsApp yeah. when you can swipe and reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at like half two in the morning, it was like, what the wow. hell is Jimmy doing? So are you working on it like at the weekend as well? Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. God, yeah, you must love it. So you did all of that. And then um, you actually, so you'd been doing, I think you did your... Was your first ever pop-up spinning fields or had you done them before then? Or first of any scale? First of any scale was this time last year in London. Okay. um, At the same studio, but just a smaller space. Yeah. So tell us a strategy for that because you were telling me before these like pop-ups. Well, just explain to the listeners what a pop-up is essentially. So our pop-ups are slightly different. In fashion, people do pop-ups with brand new collections or... Yeah. So like... Gucci might have a pop-up in Milan where they've got the latest yeah. collection. Maybe not Gucci, but that kind of brand. Our pop-ups are sample sales. So yeah. obviously in produ- producing this hoodie, yeah. we'll get one. George will try it on. He doesn't like the sleeves. So yeah. then we keep that. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then he'll say, no, the next sleeve I want tighter, longer, yeah. whatever. That will come. That might not be right. So then there's two samples of this hoodie in the office that aren't being sold yeah. and are just there for no yeah. reason at all, really. So... Between seasons, so we do two big drops, yeah. spring, summer, autumn, winter. Yeah. And then there's drops every week, but they're smaller. So we'll build up like hundreds, if not thousands, yeah. of these sample of shoes, socks, pants, everything. Yeah. So we hire out a space, chuck all these samples in yeah. for massively reduced prices. Yeah. People Give us an like, example. So what a hoodie would normally retail at what, and then what would you sell it for at the sample? So a brand new hoodie would be 150 Hoodies at the sample are like 50 yeah. 60. Oh, amazing. 
So and we don't actually make any money on those because we pay yeah, full price to, to get the sample. And how does George, like George and Michael, being absolute perfectionists, how do they feel about the samples being worn? Are they like okay with it? Yeah, yeah. Fine. And I guess from a sustainability point of view, actually, mm-hmm. that's really important because yeah, you don't want all this stuff going to waste. And people love one of ones. Yeah. So there'll be there'll be some things there that have had ten samples. It's now been perfected. George likes the fit. Everyone likes it. Yeah. And then it'll come to it, and they'll be like, "No, actually, we're not going to do that." So actually, they're pretty like so, spot on. Really yeah, it'll be a yeah. represent product. It'll fit how reps should. Yeah. The quality will be there. We've yeah. just decided not to go with yeah. either the design or something. So people love that they can go there. Yeah. Like people, people queue. We've had someone queued at the last pop up for twenty one hours. <gasps> Did I see sleeping front. bags on the queue in the queue as yeah. well? They brought wow. camping chairs, camping beds, sleeping bags. Yeah. Because they wanted to be the first in to look to see if they could get a one of one rep yeah. piece. No one's got, and then we do ex- we do do an exclusive drop, which is was this the last time? Yeah. So we did a hoodie and three t-shirts, different. So this one that says stuff that I have been mm-hmm. gifted. Um, was it, did you actually sell this as well? Yeah. Oh, amazing! So there was three hundred hoodies. Yeah. Three hundred t-shirts. So that again, that's why people queue up because they want access yeah. to that. We don't reproduce them again. Yeah. You either have them from that. Yeah. Pop up, or you've not. Just a reminder that the best way you can support the show is to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and a little review for what you think of our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. It only takes a second and may seem like a small thing, but it helps us rank in the podcast charts, find new listeners and reach even more amazing guests. So with your review, you're actually helping to improve the Anything Is Possible show. Yeah. So people, it's like a badge of honour that like, yeah. there went. And the other event that you did, which mm. I loved because we helped you with it, you your idea, you decided you wanted to do a community event. So you've got your Facebook community. As you know, I passionately believe that <laughs> the best connections are made face-to-face. So how yeah. did you take that Facebook community into a live event? So originally it was George wanted to do a focus group just to get opinions on yeah. whatever. That was last year and then lockdown happened. It yeah. didn't go ahead. I found the post that he put on RepTalk because George used to post quite a lot in RepTalk. Yeah. But it, it got a bit overwhelming because if people batter me, yeah. they would, George wouldn't have a life yeah, yeah. if he started posting again in there. So I found this post and was like, oh, can we do this now? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's let's like get, I think there was 20 people on yeah. the list last time. Uh, so he was like, yeah, we can get those same 20 people down yeah. uh, to the studio, just get them around come up with some questions, ask them, yeah. whatever. And then Spenny, the new CEO we've mentioned, was like, why don't we do something a bit more? Yeah. Um, and I brought the idea back up and he said, Jim, write a plan down, what can we do? Can we do anything special? Yeah. And I was like, hmm, let's see. Yeah. So we didn't really have a reference, like, I don't know if you've heard of anyone doing anything like this. No, not Not like, in the fashion space. No, anyway. I mean, like, to give people context of, of like what it was is we'd helped you do your first ever like proper employee engagement conference where um we talked about the values and the future of rep and everything like that and i think what uh, i think i'm right in thinking what you wanted to do when kind of spenny said to you like what's your vision for this was like if you've got like 50 mega loyal customers why not give them kind of like almost behind the brand which mm-hmm. is a youtube series we'll talk about but let's give them a taste and get them involved in like actually our plans for the future so from like a business side mm-hmm. i guess that was kind of the plan was it yeah so you did i know the... we haven't in answer to question i haven't done that for another no. fashion brand before yeah so make events did the staff 
version. Yeah. Um, so I did want them to show that, but I had to speak to Spenny and George. Yeah. Saying, I want to show them that. Yeah. Would you be comfortable yeah. showing them the same? And they were like, yeah, why yeah. not? Um, but obviously, because it was staff event, the first staff event was two hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because we were inviting people from all over the country, we had yeah. like um, Scotland, we had yeah. Kent, literally everywhere. Yeah. I thought we can't, we could do that and they'd probably like it, but we need to give them a bit more to make it worth them yeah. coming. Uh, so the whole day was we had the strategy meeting, yeah. which we did with the employees. Uh, Spenny presented that. Then we did a Q&A with the founders. So that's Mike, George. Steph and James, who yeah. are the CPO and CDO, yeah. Chief Product, Chief Digital. Yeah. But they were like employee number two and three. Yeah. They've been there from the start. Yeah. Um, and then we showed them a sneak peek of spring, summer 23. Yeah. And then we just did the focus group yeah. at the end. So it was about six hours total. Yeah. We got the Everyman Cinema. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know how it would, I was a bit worried. Yeah. No one really know what it yeah. was. Or the customers kept asking me like, What's happening? And I was yeah. like, don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then we give them a little goodie bag, just some pieces, some clothes, some tees, hoodies. Yeah. You guys commissioned some notepads, pens, just a few rep things. Yeah. And then we went out for a drink after. Yeah. And I think it was a success. We're planning to do one next year, which will be bigger, better. We'll invite the same people again because yeah. we want to foster that community yeah. still. And we'll get more people involved yeah. as well. I think what was amazing, I, I said to you, like, if it was a brand I was obsessed with, like, to know, just so I don't keep mentioning Barry's, but, um, like, Selfridges, for example. Like, if I was, if I'm obsessed with a brand and I get invited into that to hear, like, and, you know, it was, like, no phones, they couldn't take pictures of no, anything. No. Like, I would be so buzzing, like, to feel totally privileged. Um, and what was really interesting for me was, so we had 50 rep customers there, but everybody looked different. Like, yeah. Whereas, do you know, like, if I think of, like, I don't know, like, a, a female brand, a, I won't name the brand, but, like, a dress brand that I would like, like, there's not that much different that anybody's going to really look. But yeah. everyone looked different and mm -hmm. wore it differently. And I was, like, getting obsessed with what I was saying to you. Oh, my God, is it okay to wear Gucci with wrap? Because there were two guys <laughs> in Gucci caps. You were like, yeah, Gucci's fine. But, yeah, they were all different looking, weren't they? Which was really, a really yeah. nice demographic. That was that was Mike's, actually, biggest takeaway. He was oh, was stood, it? He was stood there and... Because he'd been to that cinema before. Yeah. He said, I've stood in this bar before and it's crazy to see all these people in rep and they all look different. Yeah. And yeah. and also like timeless. Like some of the pieces they were wearing were like 10 years old. People oh, yeah, had like yeah. original art. People were flexing the old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> One guy like that looked amazing had like a pearl necklace on. He had a crucifix. <laughs> like totally going for That was all he loves the pearl yeah, necklace. Yeah, yeah. But I think the great thing for you as well, which I think is really progressive, for, you know, is that we sat down after, didn't we? We reviewed, okay, this was all great, but how can we improve next time? How can we make it better? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this, that was really like really interesting. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk Talk to you about is YouTube. So you have this behind the brand series on YouTube. Yeah. Tell us about that and how you how have you like grown that? So it was actually originally in streetwear. It was originally like Supreme. Yeah. Um, Supreme themselves didn't do it, but there's a lot of resellers in Supreme, so they'd queue up through yeah. the night. And I actually can't remember the YouTube channel who did it. But they started going to these queues and just interviewing people yeah. and saying, like, why do you love it? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. The evolution of that was then Gymshark are actually very good at it. Right. Of doing, like, a behind-the-scenes. Yeah, and I guess so people, it's similar, isn't it? so connected mm -hmm. to Ben Francis as well, yeah. Yeah, so it was, a lot of it was Ben, so it yeah. was him telling his story. Yeah. Um, 
he'd walk you around the new offices they'd got. Um, there was the stores just open on Regent Street, so yeah. it'd be like behind the scenes of when they bought it, renovating it. And we kind of fostered that as like, surely people would want to see what we do as well. Yeah. And it was off our highest performing Instagram uh, content on rep was all behind the scenes. Really? So the number one is, I think, we have a shoe called the Reptor. Yeah. Which was our first major, like, big selling shoe. And it's like a behind the scenes of that being made in Italy. Yeah. Was the highest performing. Wow. So I think we all realised that people do want to see kind of what we showed them at Community Day. Yeah. But you obviously can't invite everyone all the time. So it just started from that and it was like, um, Harry, the content manager, just follows George around with a camera whenever he's doing anything. Yeah. And it's just grown from that. So we did, done behind the scenes of pop-ups, behind the scenes of Community Day is coming. Yeah. It's not been released yet. Um, oh, I hope we're in the background today. <laughs> <laughs> Big sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> um, going to like trade shows in New York, that yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, people just love the authenticity of I it. I guess it's aspirational as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, George and Mike are like, what, 20, 29? George is 29, Mike's 31. Yeah, so I think like the, the customers kind of would aspire mm-hmm. to be them, it, you know, in, in some way or you know follow George's workouts or whatever so actually they kind of want to see what they do to to be yeah. more like them don't yeah. they and it humanizes them a bit I think yeah they're not just like nose to the grindstone doing workouts all the time up at 4am yeah. the, like... be- the best bit about it is the introduction if you've ever seen it um, it's actually from one of the behind the scenes they go to New York and speak to Complex yeah and one of the guys just says what's special about Rep yeah and George just said no why did Represent pop off and George says, because it's sick. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. what George is like in the office. Yeah. That's just George. So yeah. People love seeing behind Behind the, the scenes and what they do, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're nearly coming to the end of it, but a couple more things that I want to ask you. So it is a homegrown brand. It is run by the founders. Um, very often when I interview people, I'll say to them, look, it's really different. I want to be honest with you, coming to work from a founder-run business because I am 24-7 annoying in all the detail then if you go to a massive events agency which is um you know got investors or part of a bigger group it would be the same coming to you guys or gucci totally different experience but recently and also one of the reasons we connected is um george and mike decided to recruit a ceo to come in and run the business and that's paul spencer mm-hmm. um who was formerly at puma um, I think, was there a bit of, um, when Paul changed his LinkedIn, we call him Spenny, by the way, but when he changed his LinkedIn status, weren't your community a bit like, who's this coming yeah. in? So tell us about that. Like. So, yeah, Spenny came in and obviously did a LinkedIn post. I've yeah. joined, represent, blah, 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 blah. I commented, I liked it. Yeah. So people in the community that I'd connected with on LinkedIn had seen it and been like, whoa. Yeah. So then that got posted in the Facebook and someone was like, have George and Mike left. Yeah. What is going they on? sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, are they still going to be involved? So I had to do a post like, yes, don't worry. Yeah. George and Mike are still here. They're still the figureheads. They're still directing yeah. everything we do. Spenny's just the CEO to run the company side because the company itself has expanded so much. Yeah. It's now not just George, Mike and the mates. They can't do it all. Yeah, yeah. and more just business-to-business relationships because yeah. Spenny knows everyone yeah and how has that changed like obviously you want to be the biggest brand in the world the best brand the best 
brand in the world. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, um, the best brand in the world. So, how is it? Has the day to day yet changed in terms of like a business bringing in a CEO? Like, what are the obvious changes, or is it that not? Is it you know too what? soon not, to say yet? Day to day, not too much. I think he said that. He said, with the brand's got where it was without yeah. me, I don't need to change yeah. too much. He's just implemented more company focused thing like HR because the size we are now you need to yeah yeah uh, a better onboarding process yeah. for new starters yeah because when I started it was kind of like you right Jim there's yeah. your laptop yeah let's go yeah um it wasn't let's go there was an f in the middle but <laughs> um and then yeah just implementing more no, a customer wouldn't know what Spenny has done yes yeah because he's stayed true to the brand that got yeah. where it was not changed any design things or anything like that yeah it's mainly business to business and staff is yeah. what spenny is like, like talent changed. yeah yeah amazing introduce bonus bonus structures which Ooh, is quite that's good that you can spend on all you <laughs> new spend back on rep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i just want to before i ask you kind of my final question um look we have a real range of listeners here so you know from in their teens up to like well our like oldest guest I guess was 80 but one of our guests trained by Joe was 76 she's got 1.7 million Instagram followers so you know social and community is not age exclusive and if we've got people listening that either want to build a personal brand grow their own business or they want to work in your arena what are your kind of like top tips for growing a community online time yeah it doesn't come for free yeah so there's no, you can't pay for an ad yeah. to build a community. Yeah. You can not You can pay for an ad to target people who will possibly yeah. uh, be in your community, but the number one thing is time. You need to get to know everyone Yeah. to at least some level. Yeah. You need to build a story around yourself because yeah. people don't connect with brick walls. People connect with people. Yeah. Um, patience. Yeah. Community is not going to happen overnight. That's such a good tip. For <laughs> I certainly didn't. Yeah. And it is, like I said, when I started, the community wasn't yeah. as positive as hopefully I think it is now. Uh, so you need to stick it out. Yeah. Patience, time. Mm. Just hire me. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? It's it's funny, isn't it? Because I love social media, um, you know, just generally, not even for business, which is, I think, why I naturally took to doing it you know and I think we do a lot more than other events agencies but I guess I'm still in that like I don't know thinking of like if I'm on my phone if I blocked out two hours in my day to do social I feel like I was skiving do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. I feel like I need to be working but um so when the team now see me on my phone scrolling like it's okay because yeah, you said that's I what I fine. need to do so that's okay <laughs> um okay so we are in a live studio audience at House of Make so I am just going to ask if any of the team and our guests today have got any questions they want to ask Jimmy. So in the audience <laughs> today I've actually got my PT Cameron from a high intensity coaching. So normally we see each other at six o'clock in the morning and he puts me through my paces um, and he's recently actually started doing all George's workouts and um, so I asked him to come along today because I feel like he's part of the rep community mm-hmm. and it's a different angle so yeah. I was just interested by what you said about building a story because one of the reasons why I started doing a lot of represent workouts was because I found obviously you were talking about George when you were yeah. and I saw I went on his Instagram and thought this guy's like he trains hard like he's a serious guy yeah. obviously like not my Instagram John <laughs> but like it's interesting what you said about building a story especially for an e-commerce business because obviously with my online stuff as opposed to my one-to-one stuff like it's working with people one-to-one is a lot different than 
online stuff. Mm -hmm. So would you say like building a story around the brand, like your personal, like whoever you are as a person is probably the best thing to do yeah. in regards to, and obviously being patient with it too. Yeah, so start, I've said it a few times, people don't connect with a picture of some clothes. All our content is the best when George is in it, Mike's in it, anyone's in it. And our best selling, it shows in the products as well. So the 247 pant, um, one of our best selling products. George did the story about how he was wearing these pants, these pants, nothing met in the middle. And then Owners Club, which you, if you've seen represent, you've probably seen Owners Club. Uh, that came from, so on the back of it is for enthusiasts, powered by enthusiasts, for enthusiasts. That came from George and Mike's family business, his cars. Ah, right, yeah, okay. Uh, the dad bought and sold old cars, did yeah. do all sorts of things. So in the car community, yeah. Uh, an owner's club is a thing like a Ferrari owner's oh, club. Yes. Aston Martin yeah. owner's club. Yeah. So I think people connected with that. That's their history. Yeah. They've made a product yeah. to do with their brand. They represent owner's club. Yeah. And that really connected, these connected. Anything with a story is always. Yeah. But I think with you, what's your Instagram handle? We should tell uh, people. Coach Kamji is. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. But I think as well, like for you, for Cam, like he, you know, when you talk about building a business, like doing one-to-one -one coaching, although you must never stop that because I, that would just be awful. Um, it's a lot then more- Then Holly would look like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's time intense, isn't it? And what you want is some kind of passive income that's happening when you're not having to put in the hard hours and like you work really, really long hours. But I think on your Instagram, what's probably really good is you've posted before you started training and after. So you're not just posting other people's pictures. You're saying like, that's what I've done. And like at the moment you've been encouraging me to like try a couple of days of like intermittent fasting, yeah. but that's what you're doing. So there's, mm -hmm. you're not just like posting. Well, I'm doing all the things that I'm telling people. Exactly. To do. Yeah. About, yeah. 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 So interesting. Um, I think that's it from our, very shy not usually shy audience today um but jimmy like it's been so i knew i'd find it fascinating to talk to you i feel like we're quite similar i feel like we like to be liked yeah <laughs> that's very how i like customers <laughs> yeah. yeah um so jimmy we've come to the end of this super interesting podcast it is called anything is possible what does anything is possible mean to you anything is possible professionally would be my story of putting myself out there without any real paper skills so yeah. I mean I've got GCSEs and such but uh, nothing with the to do with the job I'm doing yeah. now um, I just put myself out there believed in myself and I've pretty much got my dream job and personally um, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth we'll say yeah. that it wasn't the best but I feel like I'm doing pretty well now and all my mum wanted for me was to be a nice person and I feel like that's what I'm doing. So no matter where you come from, what you do, if you believe in yourself, AIP. AIP, <laughs> yes, Jimmy, <laughs> round of applause. <laughs> okay, I've guys. I've been dying for this Haribo. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll it's got a big concentrate. Of um, so guys, please make sure that you are subscribed to the show wherever you watch your podcast. Don't forget, tickets are on sale now for the Anything Is Possible Empowerment Conference on the 25th of March, 2023 at Victoria Warehouse. Please share our story. It really helps us get more listeners and we'll see you for the next episode.
Have you been wondering what Anything Is Possible Live 2024 is all about? It's a 12-hour personal development experience from 8am to 8pm. Beyond the amazing content that is going to help you achieve your dreams, we have got mega brands, delicious food and drink, unique activations and much more. This is the sign you have been waiting for. It is time to invest in yourself and be part of something amazing. I really hope to see you there. Link in the bio to buy your tickets.